Thank you for joining me on the show today. This is The Now Talks, a collection of inspiring personal stories and leadership lessons from some of the world's most iconic leaders. It is the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. My name is Dr. Tina Alton, and I'm your host for today and the coming weeks. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are joining us from. My name is Tina Alton. I'm the CEO and president here at Nations of Women. For those of you who don't know anything about me, I am delighted and honored to have with me Dr. Amina, the sixth former president of Mauritius in Africa, a truly inspiring woman whom I've had the pleasure of meeting and working together and being mentored by her as, as a phenomenal leader in my time, my generation. And so join me in welcoming Dr. Amina to our Nations of Women Now Talks. Thank you again, Dr. Amina, for saying yes to us. Bye thank with- you so much, Tina. Thank you as well. By way of introduction, would you just tell us a little about yourself, your journey to, you know, to becoming a leader, a global iconic leader, and, you know, how 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 that process has been, just by way of introduction for us. Thank you. Thank you, Tina, again. And um, just quickly, I'll just say that uh, I have had many, I've had many hats. I started off as an academic and uh, I was passionate about science and uh, I became the first uh, female professor at my university. And um, and then I became, I climbed the ladder in uh, the university, became uh, the deputy, the dean of the faculty, deputy vice chancellor. And then I retired. I took a big leap into the unknown and I translated my research, which I built, I must say, on the shoulders of our giants, our grandmothers and grandfathers and the elderly in South Africa. I made a career out of it. They helped me because, as I said, I sat on their shoulders. And I went into the crazy world of entrepreneurship. I translated this piece of research into a business. Why I'm I'm kind of laying it thick about this business of entrepreneurship and also the notion of risk-taking, because this is something that Africans must do, the youth of Africa must do. So once I did that, I was very happily minding my own business. And then the world of politics knocked at my door. And they said that they wanted a new face for the presidency. Uh, They wanted uh, somebody who was uh, credible. I suppose I had some credibility being a scientist. They wanted a fresh face. I was untouched by the world of politics. I was a woman, friendly enough, and I was a Muslim because Islam is a minority in my country. So I, I had all the ingredients there. These ingredients were negative in my past life, but here it was presented as a strong positive. So I said to them, okay, another risk I I was going to take if I can serve my country at the highest level. So why not throw your hat in? And that's what I did. I threw my hat in, of course, against all odds, because the party on the opposite side, they were, of course, uh, the the strong um, alliance, of course, all set to win because, uh, I mean, one was the outgoing party in alliance with the big one. So I said to myself, I have nothing to lose. So let's go for it. And lo and behold, when they won, they won with the landslide. And I was saying to myself, I will soon become president. Uh, 
So I became the first female president of my country, and I became the first female Muslim president for the entire African continent. So I was very, very happy to make history at that level. But one thing that I must say, I must confess straight away, is that uh, there has been one element, two elements rather, that underpin my journey, is that first of all, I had no plan. I never had any plan whatsoever. I just seized upon the opportunity when the time came. And uh, then uh, the other thing that drove me and still driving me is my passion for science. You have to be passionate about what you do, because if you're passionate about what you do, you will not have to work a single day in your life because your job becomes your hobby. So that's has been my journey. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, already I've I've got some notes here and what has really stood out for me, you know, for anybody that's listening or reading is that you don't have to start when you have a plan. You have no, to. No, no, you just seize the opportunities. You just Absolutely. seize the opportunity when it smiles. And, you know, as they always said to me that, you know, chance will smile at you only once. Yes. So you have to be there. It comes to a prepared mind. And if you have a prepared mindset, you should go for it. Seize yeah. it Wonderful. and run with it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, you know, as 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 the first, I mean, the, this is talk about women breaking the glass ceiling. Talk about shattering, shattering everything, being the first female president in your nation, the first female Muslim in the entire continent of Africa. I mean, that breaks so many limits and 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 um shatters, you know, I, I would say so many barriers. So how 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 then if we can learn from your from your life and your journey as a leader um how can we as women if we're looking at like practical tips how can we actually tackle the risks that comes with whether it's you know entrepreneurship or whether it comes to taking a seat you know at the table where decisions are being made as a leader because uh, this morning I was interviewing another lady and she talked about um, leadership comes with the burden of responsibility and you, it, it takes, you know, taking risks. So how can we how can we tackle the risks that comes with leadership, particularly at that level of leadership as a woman? You know, always people always tell you uh, leadership, you are born with it or you develop it. I think your leadership quality gets honed in because you accept who you are. And uh, that acceptance came at a very early age because I had a <clears throat> cheerleader in the name of my father, and he would tell me that I was capable of doing anything. And this is something that drove me because I said, if I, my father believes in me so much, and that's why I always say to all these fathers, the young fathers, become that cheerleader for your father. So once you start accepting yourself for what you are, then you say, okay, we'll, we'll move along with that. But one thing as well, we mustn't go starry-eyed into this because it is going to be a tough journey. Women will not. Women get punished more at that level than men. And this is something that we have to fight for because, unfortunately, Tina, our worst detractors, they are women. So it's an education we have to do amongst ourselves. Create the sisterhood of women, of ladies, who can pull each other up 
as we move. Because if we manage to take one girl child by the hand, if we take a one young lady by the hand, we will have that community of women who are out there reaching out for each other so that we make sure that when that woman is out there, we make sure that she stays there for as long as possible because she becomes that beacon, that role model for other women who can aspire. And one message I have for 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 my for my for women here is that I want to be that model for that girl child growing up in my village for her to say yes it's possible it is possible to reach the highest office of the land through dint of hard work and that's what I did and one thing as well is that when you are there go for excellence because excellence knows no gender and when you are out there operating at the highest level with excellence you don't have to fear anybody because after that everything else is going to be mediocrity wow i love that it's like this moment is called going for excellence yes that really truly it becomes the hallmark of everything and every legacy that we will build is 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 going to be marked by by the excellence with which we we execute i love that and so if we can if we if we keep climbing up and looking at your 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 leadership and you've talked about um who we are as a leader gets honed in when we accept who we are and i think this is a such an important message for us as women is to coming to the identity of who we are. And yes. you've mentioned that you had people who was your father who believed in you. So having people who believe in us actually makes a big difference. I mean, would your father adopt me if he's still with you? <laughs> because my yeah. father growing up, it was like, you know, girls have can be seen but not heard. No, no. He was the opposite. I lost him three weeks ago. I mean, he was my, really my support. But, you know, there's two things. I've, I've had, I was quite lucky because I had this cheerleader when I was a child and he would push me. He would support me financially. He supported my education as well because when I was growing up, education was not free. And then when I got married, I married somebody who also supported me by being indifferent. So he was being so happy doing what he was doing that he just ignored me because I, I was no competition. So that also helps when you get somebody out there who lets you get on with your things. There is no competition. So this is what I did. So he was very happy and I was very happy and we just moved along and the support was there and the trust was also there. So, so that, that's very important for women because the, the adage goes that for every successful man, there is a woman, but for every successful woman, there is a family, especially the husband. And uh, so, so also it's a question of choices when a woman moves on, because, you know, we have 24 hours in a day. You want to have a social life. You want to have a family life. You want to have a career. It is not possible to have all three within 24 hours. So you have to make choices. So I made choices and my choices was a career and a family. And then I intertwined my social life with that. And uh, th that's how that's how you, you move on, because, uh, you know, you have to make choices. And one thing you have to also get used to is that while men they have a different way of moving up the ladder. Women don't have. Women will not have happy hours because she'll have to be home for the family. And the society where I where I was operating is a very conservative society. So if I were to come home late, I'd be very selfish because my family is waiting for me. The children are waiting for dinner. Whereas if the husband comes in, he's working hard for the family. So this is, again, something that we have to change in terms of optics how we perceive the dedication of a woman to her work life. 
Wow, this is so good. And I love what you talked about, you know, behind every successful woman, there is a family and and the choices that we make. And I think I've been personally blessed as well, you know, in my own family, um, being my husband and my children and my my immediate family where they support me. There is no, there is none of that. So I can sort of, but I really resonate with, you know, the moment you come home, there's, you just can't, it gets to a point you can't do the happy hours because your responsibilities flip. And I think the beauty of of what you're sharing here is is being able to know the balance, the ebb and flow of being out there doing what we're called to do, but also when we come home, being fully present and being able to, you know, serve our children and our family as well. I love that. So we've got like maybe, you know, two and a half minutes to go. What would you say would be some of the life um, lessons that women can learn from you that they, they would read this, they would listen to this? And they will be inspired to the point that they're so full, they can overflow into other women. You know, just do what you enjoy. I mean, there's nothing more that to, to add to this, because if you enjoy what you're doing, as I said, your entire life journey will be will be blessed because everything will become a hobby. But also to measure to measure your success is the number of time you'll stand up after you have fallen down. Because it's, it's so you'll be knocked about so many times. And if you're going to be knocked about so many times, one at one or twice, you'll fall down. But stand up, pick up your socks and stand up and look at the world in your eyes and said, I'm good enough and I'm going to fight on. Never give up. Never, ever give up. And always remember that after through the dark tunnel, the dark alley, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. But if you give up, that's a symbol of failure. Wow. I love that. You know, never give up. There's always light at the end of that tunnel. So I love that. Just to wrap up in our 60 seconds that's left, um, our time with Dr. Amina, the first female president in Mauritius, um, that, you know, to be a leader requires you to take risks. You have to be, you have to come to that place of being willing, able, capable to take risk. Opportunities would come, but you don't wait to take the opportunity only when you have a plan. Take the opportunity and then develop your plan as you go along. And then I've also got here, um, I mean, there's so many lessons to learn from our time today is that, you know, there is a saying that leaders are born or or created, but your leadership, because I think inherently from what you've said, inherently there, there is some level of leadership within each of us. I mean, we see that in little children, right? Whether it's sharing toys or organizing, you know, the playground, there's always that piece of leadership inherently in us. But that leadership gets hounding as we accept who we are and um, have people who believe in you creating for us as women, like you said, our biggest advocates uh, and our worst advocates. Also, those who try to, you know, tear us down and claw us out and <laughs> tends to be women. But we have to model what it looks like when we create this sisterhood that we're able to pull each other up. And I mean, that's what you've been to me from day one I met you is, is 
you know, bringing me into your sisterhood. And every time that I've reached out to you, I've left your presence fully inspired, invigorated, and, you know, ready to keep going again. You've also talked about going for excellence. The excellence, you know, excellence takes away uh, mediocrity. Excellence takes away, um, what do you call it? Um, the 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 fear of failure, the fear of you know this is not good enough. When we execute and live our lives and serve others with excellence, and choices, choices are always you know around us. But we should we should not limit ourselves because we're not you know we're not quite fully sure of what choice we must make. But we have to make the right choices because that also is part of the ingredient to our success. Behind every successful woman, there is a family. I love that. I love that. And, you know, if there's anything we can take your, from your life, Dr. Mina, is that we should do what we enjoy, measuring our success by the number of times that we get back up on our feet when we fall. And um, always remembering, you know, to never, ever, ever give up because there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And this is my favorite one of all, is that remember always to tell yourself, and this is something I do personally every day, to tell myself that I am good enough because the world will tell us that we're not good enough. So I always say, I am good enough. I am enough. And there is more in me. So that, that, that hunger, that fuels, you know, the hunger to keep going and to be able to serve others as well. I am so honored for your time, Dr. Amina. I want to, I want to thank you again. And um, for our listeners and our readers, you know, um, I'll just add one more element, uh, Tina, before we close, is that you will always be excluded from that table because there will be no chair for you. So my advice is to bring your chair. <laughs> I love that, ladies. If you had this, always bring your chair. So, you know, if you've listened to this and this has inspired you, share with other people. If you've applied any of these practical tips, if you're a woman that really enjoys pulling other people up, reach out to us, let us know. Just send us an email, nowanationsofwomen.com and let us know how you have applied this in your life and in your sphere of influence. Once again, it has been my pleasure to have you, Dr. Amina Garib-Fakim, the first female president of Mauritius. Thank you again for the gift of your time. Thank you so much, Tina. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all for this week. You've been listening to Dr. Tina Alton with the Now Talks, the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. All that remains is for me to say, have a fantastic week. Stay safe and reach out if you need any help now at nationsofwomen.com. Until next time, enjoy the pursuit of your potential. And remember, now is your time. Now is your time.